Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome in to What's Brewing with Chance of Brewington. This is not the Don't Punt Hour. Wrong music there. This is What's Brewing with Chance of Brewington. The host is always to my left. I'm Harrison Arns on the ones and twos. Uh, yesterday was pretty eventful. We didn't have What's Brewing. We had the Supernovas. Good experience there. They did lose. It looked like it was about to be a reverse sleep, uh, but they end up losing that one in five to the Atlanta Vibe, but it was pretty good. Operation, nonetheless, looked like a lot of fun. Uh, Brewington, I know you were obviously down here. You weren't able to go to it, but what, in your opinion, does that mean for Nebraska to have, obviously, the Omaha Supernovas representing here, right here in Nebraska, and actually have a pro team? Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's especially awesome for the the players. Um, obviously, volleyball doesn't have um, a lot of pro opportunities for uh, the sport, and just having uh, that avenue for, for the sport and, and for the locals. I know this is a volleyball state for sure. Um, I'm pretty, if I'm not mistaken, there's a Grand Rapids team. Yeah. Omaha is and is there another one? I think there's three, right? There's seven pro teams right now, but three in Nebraska. Yeah, I would let me double check, but I think you're right there. Yeah. Let me get all the teams real quick. Yeah, but I just think it's it's fantastic that opportunity. Um, you see with the UFL, you see with a bunch of spring leagues and football, um, how they're opening doors for uh, you know, pro pro athletes and people to continue their dreams. So I think uh, that's just a fantastic thing. Yep. So they got the Atlanta Vibe, Columbus Fury, Grand Rapids Rise, Omaha Supernovas. And they also have the Orlando Valkyrie, San Diego, uh, Moho, and then the Vegas Thrill. So you oh, got seven awesome. teams right now, and it should be a lot of fun. I'd imagine the league's only going to grow as well. But you kind of mentioned it, having an actual pro league. And the NFL, they're going to obviously, the UFL is going to be a part now. You have the two yeah. mergers there. What do you does that mean for guys that are trying to get in the league? Because the NFL is so cutthroat. If you're yeah. a rookie, they can cut you at any point they want. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, I know a lot of guys who've been in camp for, you know, a week, pulled a hamstring, and now their their dream is kind of short lived. So uh that opportunity is fantastic for for guys. I know basketball, it's kind of different. They got the G League and then you got overseas and stuff like that. But to have it here in um in America where guys don't have to travel, it's close to home, family can come. Uh, they can see it on TV with the TV contracts. I mean, that's just that's actually awesome, man. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. But I mean, I saw that the Omaha they broke the record. It it was some record breaking something for pro volleyball. It was like eleven thousand or something like that. Yeah, I uh, well for pro volleyball, I think it'd be the first one. So yeah. any, anything, but uh, yeah, I know <laughs> they they sold that that first bowl. I know it was pretty much sold out. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think they had it over ten thousand attendance, rounded up to about eleven k. But it's just a really good showing because. You get a pro volleyball team in there. That's what you want. You want it to look like a professional operation and definitely did. And what's going to be fun, as we were kind of hearing about most of these games, they're going to be 26, 24, 25, 23. Like they're going to be really close because Mm. the level of competition is just that high. Yeah. While y'all were having the show last night, I was out here looking through the roster and it was like uh, 18 years uh, or not 18 years, eight years pro, 13 years pro, seven yeah. years pro, six years pro. There was only like a couple of people fresh out of uh, college. college. Yeah, which is awesome. The yeah. level of competition is up there. It's it's going to be fun. And I, I think it's going to stay. I, I don't have a whole lot of worries about this volleyball, this pro volleyball team. I don't see them having the same kind of problems as the WNBA. Mm. The WNBA is hard because you're competing with the NBA. Yeah, they're yeah. they're not competing, you know, with the men's volleyball. Even if they were, I think the women's would do much better. Right. Just because we've seen men's volleyball in college, it doesn't do as well. Yeah. It's a, kind of the women's dominate that one. But with this league, I think it'll be successful. We kind of talked about the UFL. What is it with these leagues? 
that have kind of struggled to find success. And with this merger, what is kind of your hope that we'll finally have some consistent, not the NFL, but a tier below where we'll have consistent, still pro level, really good players that's going to stick around? Yeah, I think I think it first starts with not moving too fast. Um, and then, you know, obviously the money, uh, the money's always the issue. Um, but obviously the the downfall of the XFL to start off with was COVID. Yeah. Um, that so, killed the whole thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, that that did its way. But USFL has been doing awesome. They did a they had a good turnout last year. A lot of guys um, got an opportunity to go to the NFL afterwards. So that's I mean. That, that's what you want. You got you want guys to uh, be able to live their dream out and, and go on to the next level. So what is your kind of timeline looking like that? Yeah. So so as of right now, um, I think their report date is in February. Still talking to some teams. We'll finalize that here soon. But but yeah, the, I think they're the first game is March 30th. OK, March 30th. Yeah. So I think it's a four or five month deal. I think it's five months. Yeah, so it's it's kind of tricky because it, it then it moves into uh you kind of miss OTAs and rookie minicamp, I think, timeline wise. Yep, if if it's about that long, yeah, you're right. missing those. Yeah, so I mean it is what it is, but it's an opportunity to get some more film. So I am I'll be blessed either way, man. I'll what's be uh what's been the hardest part in terms of staying ready? Because you know, obviously you're working out, but a lot of it. You might have some trainers with you as well, but yeah. you, you got to be doing a lot of that on your own to make sure you're ready when it starts. Yeah, 100%. I think it's uh, just being a pro and, and understanding that uh, nobody's going to hold your hand through it, um, that that uh, there's little things like just sleeping, taking care of your body and, and eating right. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's funny because no one has a microscope on you. You can even cheat your way through this whole thing. Um, but but the results speak for itself. Um, thank goodness I have a Chris Slatt um out of slap performance and, and gavin Lycheck, uh he was on here the other night um just having those guys around me and and being able to uh go go and train with them and and them helping me in a lot of areas so it's really about the team that you form and the guys you have around you um to, to make your job uh easier because i'm just a workhorse i like to work i don't like to think about anything else mm -hmm. um so when, when when that's what i get to focus on i love it so when you graduated was this always kind of the goal like you weren't done with football yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this is always the goal. I, I, yeah, I couldn't. As of right now, I can't really think about not playing right now, um, which is which is awesome because I know a lot of people are just kind of done with it and the fire like kind of burns out and mm -hmm. it's kind of like ah, eh, you know. But no, I love the game, um, everything about the game. No matter if the game treats you right, um, because most of the time it's not going to. Um, it just that's just how the cookie crumbles. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be exciting, and I, I do think this will this will be one to stick around. Yeah. I think, like you said, I think we're close, and COVID just destroyed it, mm -hmm. among with a lot of other things. It was, yeah. it was kind of a brutal a brutal period. Um, but obviously with this coming up, when did you know that this was going to be happening? And, like, I can go ahead and be a part of this. Um, was it about the same time the masses got to know, or did you get a little heads up prior? You said the what? The masses, like the everybody on Twitter, figured out that they were joining up, or did you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty much along with that. Okay, um, because there's a lot of teams that got cut during yeah. that process, and was kind of in contact with some of them. But it, I mean, it's it, it's it's unfortunate because a lot of guys are missing opportunities um, because of the cut teams. Um, but you know, shoot, a more encouragement to to the people who you know who who feel like they're the road is the road is far and things like that because uh I, I know how it is chasing it and and you get in this this 
this this space of uh, chasing football, you realize how many people are doing it. Uh, you you realize it's there's a bunch of people uh, chasing this dream. So, which is awesome. I think I think chasing something, um, it's it's a bold thing. Um, it's it also uh, it's it's a courageous thing at, at the end of the day. So I, I admit people who are still chasing it and um, and and giving it their all because you can chase some and and kind of have one foot in, but if you're if you're if you not dive nose deep in, man, I I, I commend that for sure. Yeah, what's to you when when you think of the truly great players? What's one of the characteristics that they carry? For me, it's always, you know, when they when they hop off practice or whatever, they're still putting in that same amount. Mm. Like it just doesn't ever stop. They sacrifice more away from practice than they do during the practice. Like to right. them, that's just normal. But off the field or off the court, whatever it may be, they're sacrificing even more time. Yeah, I think um, like when it's time to work, being so intentional. Um, and, and that looks different for everyone. Um, some people are a little bit more playful. Some people are quiet in their demeanor, but I think being super intentional when it's time to work and separating the two, um, because man, there's a time where, where it's meetings and, and I see guys like, you know, just kind of laughing and joking, whatever, but you can tell the guys that mean some, mean some, uh, you know, mean so much to them because, uh, the, the moments are, they're so slim, especially if you're just preparing for a Sunday or a Saturday or even in high school for a Friday. Uh, you only get about four or five preparation days. Um, so to maximize those days during the week, you can kind of see, okay, that's, this guy takes a little bit serious. Um, and then obviously when you when you get done and, and the, the extra work, I think there's there's a saying that like, if someone has to tell you to, to, uh, to speed up, uh, there's a problem. But when someone tells you to slow down, you know you're doing the right thing. Um, so when so when someone's always like, hey, hey, I think you should chill out. I think you put in enough time. I think you put in enough work. I think that's where you're that's where you're kind of on the right road. But if someone telling you, hey, you need to do a little bit more, you need to do a little bit more. Um, I think you need to look yourself in the mirror and there might need some checks and balances. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, it works for Anthony Edwards, right? He was with Steve Kerr when they had that uh, not the Olympics, but just the FIBA World Cup when they're doing that one. They went out there and Anthony Edwards was shocked by Steve Kerr telling them, like, man, you're not working hard enough. And now you see Anthony Edwards in the NBA having one of his best seasons so far. Uh, and it meant a lot what Steve Kerr said. Now he's pushing himself to that new level. You ever think about getting into coaching? Obviously, football now. Yeah. But I know you talk about being an X's and O's guy. You talk about being focused. Is that something you'd be interested in? Yeah. Um, I would love, I mean, like, even during, like, during a during, I mean, right after I'm done playing, I would love to just shadow a uh, a few coaches um, that I respect, um, just because I think coaching is so it, it's an interesting it's an interesting job because you can look at it from so many different standpoints. Yeah, some are more based on relationships. Some are more, you know, you're you're kind of here to work for me. Exactly. It, it, like you kind of hear that with Bill Belichick. Um, you know, he was given you spend that much time in the NFL too, you're going to have maybe a little different touch to it, but he was a lot more like we're here to work, not as relationship focused. Right. And other coaches you look at Dan Campbell and the lions, it's very relationship focused. Yeah. I think, I think it's interesting because like, like you said, relationship focused, um, but there's even categories in that as well, which is it's, it's mind, it's mind blowing. But to think that a coach, a coach has, other than, I mean, in college, let's let's go college. Of course, a coach has probably the most influence on you. A oh, position 100%. coach, a yeah. position coach, has the most influence on you during your college years. It's it's that's who you spend your most time with. Other than a strength coach, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, I would say the position coach uh, probably probably takes the crown on that one. 
Um, and, and then this, from a coaching standpoint, I feel like you would have to think of it as um, being a father figure for the kids, uh, mentoring the kids. Um, they're going to learn from you what what it is to kind of be a man, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. And obviously we're in the world where, you know, a lot, it's a football's a in the skill positions is an African-American dominant uh, sport. And right now in, in, in black homes, there's 60 percent have no dads, which is a staggering statistic. And it's sick. Um, but but if you just look at that and say, man, a lot of black men need uh, mentorship. And I know there's there's all races. Right. But I'm just mm-hmm. speaking from what I know. Yeah, just look at the numbers. Yeah. Whole. Yeah. Yeah. I would just say that. I mean, a lot of black kids need need them need a. Uh, a father figure and and for ones that don't have it at home where do they get that from they get it from their phones and whatever so uh the ones that are in football that need that uh a coach can provide that so i would just say i know i'm young but man if you're a coach out there and and you're not understanding how how valuable your presence is um i think you need to take two steps back and look at the full picture because uh obviously i've seen coaches change lives and i've seen coaches uh, break lives as well mm-hmm. yeah that, that's that's a big one too is like that effect the negative effect you can have yeah uh can be really bad and i think everyone in their mind has those coaches that they did look up as right, someone right. as a mentor like everyone's yeah. kind of got that guy if you're involved in, even if you know fine arts you probably got a a theater coach someone that you looked up to that kind of kept you in line but nonetheless as we're kind of speaking about nfl coaches here i do want to go to some of these names here jim harbaugh to the los angeles chargers probably the best spot he could have landed on yeah, that's that's a team that's rated to win. You got Eckler. I'm curious to see what he does with the run game there. Um, kind of get that cooking. It felt like a lot of times it was falling on Herbert to make all the throws to move the sticks for him. But now they got Jim Harbaugh. They got a lot of talent already. What do you think about the hire? And is this a team that's going to be better uh, sooner than later? Yeah, I think I think the standard will probably be raised just because Harbaugh and and mm-hmm. I mean he's a former player like we we're talking about. Yeah. Um. So I mean, obviously he's a winner too. So I think. I mean, they're already a good team. Um, they just need to clean up a little stuff, which I don't. I, I don't know what they need to clean up. To be honest with you, but it's, it's kind of been like stop. Yeah, it's, some of it's been coaching, like questionable times going for it. Other times it's just been unfortunate injuries, wide receiver. But schematically, offensively, it's just been weird that they can't get enough production. Yeah, like defensively, they I think they'll be good to get them in there too. They weren't the best on defense. Yeah, I think Harbaugh runs a. I mean, I don't. I mean, it's Michigan, so obviously things are gonna change in the NFL. But um, just getting what they getting what getting to what makes them effective and and staying with it. I think that's what Harbaugh does. But I mean, Herbert, he's a he's a talent in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got the young young uh, young receiver out of TCU. You got Mike Williams, and you got Keenan Allen still. So yeah, um, you definitely got some guys. There, get yeah. as much out of Keenan Allen as you can before. I know they're probably going to go away with him here soon. But yeah, they got I mean, some contracts coming up. That'll be yeah, his challenge. Yeah. Who do I keep and who do I send away here? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely like the hire. I think that's anyone who got him was going to be an A. I, uh, you know, whatever you think of him morally about the signs stealing stuff, I don't care. It's the NFL. Signs are gone. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be a pretty good, great coach there. But we'll move on to this one surprised me. It's actually not even updated yet. Um, but Bill Belichick, he is not going to the Falcons. The Carolina Panthers decide to go ahead and hire Dave Canales. He's going to be their next head coach. He was their interim there for a little bit when they had their previous fire. He went about four and seven, about three years, just kind of bounced around the league. But now he's going to be back. I think it's 
an okay hire. I think they're kind of looking to get some of that magic um, and just try to figure out some of that. What do I want to be here? Sustainability. Mm-hmm. Instead of that revolving room, get a guy that's been there before that kind of knows the culture. His record was okay as an interim. It wasn't a great situation to walk in. They got a big hole in Desmond Ritter. But with this hire, what are your thoughts? Um, you know, I'm not super excited about it, but I, I think it's somewhat of a step in the right direction. But they got to figure out their quarterback. Yeah, I think, I mean, trying to think of who coming out this way. You got Williams, you got Knicks, you got a couple guys. Yeah, you, you think of for like the quarterback position? Yeah, yeah. For yeah. draft. I mean, you would Spencer have Rattler isn't even getting talked about. And I, I know he's kind of climbing up on draft boards right now, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think you got to take a quarterback. I think mm-hmm. Drake May, Jaden McDaniels. Like, you, there's some guys yeah. you can go out there and grab. Yeah. And I mean, you got Drake London. He's a great talent, Kyle Pitts. Um, so you got, you got some guys over there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it'll be a good one. Um, and I think when they hired him, he's coming from Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He worked that magic with Baker Mayfield right. on a good, I think they're hoping that for Bryce Young. Because yeah. Bryce Young on the Panthers is just, it hasn't been that year. Do you have hope for Bryce Young on figuring this thing out? Because to me, it just feels unfair to grade him so hard because his roster has not done him any favors. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, he's a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he was put in the same system as CJ Stroud. I think if you put Bryce Young in that system, you might he might flourish a little bit as well. Um, so you just kind of look at that like, damn, okay, it's a rookie quarterback. Uh, you got to give him some grace there. And then look around, look at the playmakers he has. Um, not to discredit those guys, but I just feel like they're not as stable guys that you can go to on third down situations, on on uh, 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 key downs, uh, things mm-hmm. like that. So I just think the situation he's put in um, needs context, of course, and it's, it's not the same as CJ Stroud and and, and trying to. Was there any other rookie quarterbacks this year? CJ Stroud, the big one. Um, there's some guys that got their shots in there, but not start, but not like in a key starting role. I'm trying to think. Will Levis got his shot. Yeah, he a did. Bit. He did. Yep. But um, but the, Aiden O'Connell got a shot there for a little bit. Yeah, he did. He did. But that was those are completely yeah, different those situations. Are someone got hurt, right. or Jimmy G, or they played bad enough. You got right. a shot. Right. So those are completely different. So I think, I think uh, you kind of go from here and you just build. I think I think a positive. If you if you put out some better than what it was last year, if you're Bryce Young, I think everyone in the organization looks at that as a positive. Yeah. Um. Just don't be worse than what you was, because was it's what you have, what you've done for me lately, right? That's the saying. Yep. And uh, that's that's very true. Just because being a Bears fan, after you know they were chanting, "We want Justin Fields," you go to the Green <laughs> Bay game, they lose that. No one's saying anything yeah, anymore. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see. But we'll go ahead and wrap it up on this first segment here. This is What's Brewing with Chance of Brewington. I'm Harrison Arns on the ones and twos back here at the 1040 Ticket Studio. Don't go anywhere. we got a couple more segments left, and then we will have a Ben Bleicher after this one. And on top of that, we'll have the Daily Nebraskan that goes from 11 to midnight, Monday through Thursday. So don't go anywhere. Plenty of content up ahead. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into Ticket Weeknights. I'm Harrison Arns on the ones and twos. We got Chancellor Brewington, the host is always to my left. And we talked some football on the last segment, some changes in the NFL, as long as the merger league happening here shortly come February, we'll get into that. Uh, but nonetheless here, some other coaching news. This is kind of that time of year. Milwaukee Bucks, they fire their head coach, Adrian Griffin. He is gone and they hire I don't know if you saw this one yet. Can you take a guess on who the Milwaukee Bucks hired for their next head coach? 
He's been around a lot of stops. He's been in a head NBA head coach on prominent teams over and over and over. Has a really hard time with conference finals games. Doc. Doc Rivers. Wow. What are your thoughts on Doc? I hated it. The Bucks hired him? Mm-hmm. That's tough. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, you look at who's Doc has coached in years past. I mean. He's been I'll, on great rosters. Yeah. Yeah. The, those Celtic teams. Those, Celtics. Those, 76ers is most recent stop. Yeah. Those Clippers teams. Mm-hmm. Um, he just hasn't been able to break through. Right. You think how great was that Clippers team with Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, uh, DeAndre Jordan in his prime. Yeah. Crazy. You yeah. Philadelphia 76ers. We talked about the Celtics, but 76ers recently, Ben Simmons, you couldn't get him to work out. Joel Embiid flamed out. Tyrese Halberton wasn't, or excuse me, not Tyrese Halberton. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look it up. I'm blanking on his name right now. But who? nonetheless, who the real who, big what, forward? What, what team? What team? 76ers, big forward, solid player. Uh uh Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris, thank yeah. you. He yeah. he's been a guy that I, I feel like for whatever reason they can't get him to reach his potential. He kind of mm. flashes at time to time. But for the most part, starts was, off really good every year. Really good, and yeah. then it kind of fizzles out. <laughs> no, but I think I think that's an interesting hire. I mean, you look at the respect that he has around the league, um, from players, from LeBron to KD to all these guys who speak about Doc. Um, I'm saying Doc like I know him, but um, <laughs> but I mean, it just it just speaks to all the things that that he he uh, as a coach he values and and obviously the knowledge and, and the know how. Um, but I think that's interesting. I mean, you look at the Bucks. I mean, they they got Giannis, you got Dame, you got Lopez still, right? And you have mm-hmm. uh, Flash Mountain. Do you still have a Middleton? Yeah, Chris Middleton's still there. Do they still have the bench that they used to have? Like they had some of the, them got depleted. Like guys like Joe Ingles no longer there. Some of those guys got moved around. They got um. They got his little brother. Who's uh, the Giannis? Who? Yeah. Maybe you can Austin Rivers send him up there. Then you have the you have the whole family there. Yeah, Austin yeah. Rivers and the honest yeah. Cooper on the bench. That's crazy. But was the um? Do they still have a was the the dark skin? He's like Drew Holiday. No, he's gone. No, I know that one. Okay. Um, Bobby Portis. They still got Bobby Portis. Yeah, no, I don't think they have Bobby Portis. Let me double check here. I think Bobby Portis is gone though. Yeah, I don't think so. Roster. I don't think so. But yeah, I haven't been watching enough basketball lately. I I need to get back on that. It's just. Yeah, no, no more nope, Bobby yeah, Portis. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure where he got traded to, but yeah, I just don't. Ty Ty Washington, he's from Arizona. Yeah, I mean, you know, they still got Pat Connington, good player there. They yeah. got they got some guys where. Yeah. Oh no, they do have Bobby Portis. Okay, I thought he was okay. traded, and they got Cameron Payne from the Suns. Um, they got some good role players. Oh, they got well. Cameron Payne too. Yep, Cameron. He Payne. had that crazy uh run with the with Suns. the Suns in the playoffs. He, he won a few games for. Yeah, him. he's yeah. a nice role player. Yeah, he is. He is. He'll hit some. He'll that little lefty shot. He'll hit some threes in, the, in that corner pocket. Kind of remind me of Sean Livingston a little bit, except with a better three point shot. Like yeah, Sean but, would come in for Steph, and he's like, I can just I'll take over. Yeah. Mid range killer. Yeah. His floater never missed. Never missed. My goodness. <laughs> Ultimate bounce back career. Because I think people forget that Sean Livingston got seriously injured early. Really? And then transformed him. Yeah, he was way more athletic, had bounce and all of it. Really? And he turned himself into a mid-range killer. Man, he and he was lethal. I mean, all the all them matchups with Braun, man. I remember Steph come out the game, Sean Livingston come in because he can rebound too. He's like yeah, six he's nine, tall. six ten or six nine. I think like I think he's like I want to say he's like actually six eight or six nine but he's got a crazy long wingspan yeah he looked like he looked like kd out there my <laughs> goodness but yeah that was some frustrating games watching him play yeah I'm, I, the reason i say it's a big mistake is because doc rivers fleeced him uh he he has got i have 
we'll pull up his contract here, but the Bucks are responsible for a lot of salaries to pay. Mm. They're 30 and 13 right now, and they just fired their head coach. And you fired Budenholzer after he took you to the playoffs, after he won you championship. Right. You fire him um, right out, and then the Heat <laughs> go on all the way to the NBA Finals. Yeah. I think that's their mistake. Like yeah. Fired Budenholzer. Uh, let me pull up Doc Rivers' salary. It's it's stupid stupid money. If there's one thing I'm going to give Doc Rivers for is his agent Begin him knows how to work. Yeah. His agent knows how to work because this guy is. just hops around and gets $40 million. Oh, how many years? Three and, and a half years? Three and a half years. Three and a half? Three and a half. How's that work? Oh, this is the half? This is the half. Oh, I'm about to say, how are you going to fire a coach midway through? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> That's crazy. So he has got $40 million locked up, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Happy day. Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of the thing with the coaches. It's not great for job security, right? but it's great for severance pay. <laughs> like you, <laughs> you get paid crazy. Um, I didn't like the move at all. I, I, I'll i be interested to see how it turns out. I don't think Doc Rivers is the guy. It was funny to hear Giannis Antetokounmpo be like, man, I really love the guy. It's like, I think you had a part in getting, getting the previous right. coach out of there. But right. nonetheless, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know if that really moves the needle for the Bucks on me. They're 30 and 13. The I don't think they made the right decision with the coach originally, but I don't think Doc Rivers is the right answer either, especially paying him that much. Uh, that's an insane amount of money. But I do want to go to this Olympic pool because I want to try and challenge you uh, to go ahead and build a starting five roster out of a 41-player pool in the NBA right now. Out of the U.S. players. Okay. Do you got the list pulled up? Uh, I can. Yeah, pull it up on your phone because okay. there's 41 players. It's going to be hard to remember these okay. all the top of your head. But most of the guys that you think are on there are going to be on there. Okay, I, I think I can pretty much do it okay. without it. I can see it from here too. Okay, so for my guard. Yeah, and I'll I'll, I'll make I'll make a team as well and try okay. to compare it next year. Um, I'll go Steph. Okay, you're taking Steph at the one. Yeah. I'm going to take Joel Embiid. He is Team USA this year. So I'm gonna take my five. Which is here? which I don't get how that makes any sense. We got a citizenship here, so it's oh, good. Okay, it flies. Okay. okay. Um at my two. And you can go in any order. That's why I took Joel and Bead. My goodness. At my two, I'll go. I got what? D book. I got, got you got uh, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum's out there, De'Aaron Fox, and I got Ant Donovan too. Mitchell, Anthony Edwards, Chris Paul. Um I don't know Chris Paul. I'll go Kevin Ant. I'll go Ant. And at my two. Are you sure? No, I'll go. Uh, you got. I got D book too. My goodness. D book. Kevin Durant, Tyler Hero, Drew Holiday. Okay, I'll go. No, no, no. I'll go Trey Young at my two. Okay, nice. You're taking Trey Young. Yeah. Okay, so you got you got Steph and Trey Young. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, you guys can <laughs> shoot the hell out of the ball. This hey, front yeah. court's gonna be interesting. Um. Okay. So you're taking. I got Joel Embiid. I feel good there. You're taking all the guards. Give me. Give me Kevin Durant. Give me some tall shooting. Okay, I'm going to go LeBron at my three. LeBron James at the three. That's fine. You can take LeBron. I got killed for taking LeBron on the Marty Pearsonell show. Really? Lincoln's not a LeBron place, I think I've realized. I don't understand that. <laughs> that make no sense. You think he's overrated? Oh, okay, let me... I just He's not overrated. LeBron is a fantastic player. That's the wrong question. Is he better than Michael Jordan? Unfair to compare or too close to call? Uh, I'm... I'm on the Braun side of things. Yep. So I'll definitely take Braun. You think he's the greatest of all time? Yeah, one thousand percent. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna check back on that and figure out why. So you got <laughs> Steph Curry. Uh you took who was the last pick you just grabbed? 
I grabbed LeBron. You grabbed LeBron James. Yeah. Steph Curry, LeBron James, Trey Young. I got Javon Embiid, Kevin Durant. Give me. We're gonna D up. Give me Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Um, I need some. I need some height. Mm-hmm, definitely. I, I really need some height. Can you go down a little bit? Yeah, you betcha. Um, I'm definitely not taking Bi, even though we're born in the same city. Um, yeah, I'll probably go J- JT at my foe, or I'll put him at three. I'll put Braun at the foe. That's a good one. Okay, Jason Tatum. That was actually going to be the next guy I grabbed, but I'll yeah. just give me, give me uh, Damian Lillard. I'm going to take Damian Lillard. Okay. Give me Dame time. Okay. So I need a five. I need a I need a good five here. Yeah, Jared Allen still I'll out there take on the Jared board. Jack, um, Jared Jackson. That's a good one. I mean, that's looks like that's Jared Jackson Jr. He's pretty yeah. solid. Yep, Chet Holmgren's out there. Um, he's he's nah, interesting. Nah, I ain't gonna. I need some weight down there. <laughs> I need some weight down there. I, I'm dealing with Embiid. Yeah, I probably nah. I oh, it's him or Jared. I like Jared though. Yeah, that's who I'm. That's yeah. I'm going Jared. <laughs> I'm going Jared. I I didn't even realize Jared. Oh, he still got Bam. Nah, he ain't going. Yeah, yeah I got Joel Embiid. Maybe I'll find a. I need a power for it. No, I like Jared Allen a lot. He is so underrated in yeah. terms of centers. Did yeah. you see him meet Victor Wembanyama yeah. at the height of his dunk? Yeah. He's nuts. He's nuts. I don't think, I mean, he's just like a non-flashy guy. He don't get a lot of attention. He don't want a lot of attention, so he don't get it. So He's perfect for that European play, too. As soon as it hits the rim, it's live. Yeah. You got a tall guy with the hops like that. He can rip, you know, shots that are going to roll in off the board, or if it's rolling off, he can flush it back in if he's on offense. Okay, I need a power forward. Give me, this is getting tough. You got Bam. You got don't you don't want AD? Yeah, I, got, I, don't, I don't. I don't want AD. <laughs> I don't. Goodness. You can t- you can grab it. No, I'm good. Yeah, you can grab AD. And we're assuming they're injured or they're healthy. They're healthy. If you decide to take Anthony no, Davis, I ain't gonna do it. I already got Kawhi Leonard. You know what? I'm give me Chet. I'm a big on Chet. Uh, Put him at the four. Got some tall. So now we have we have Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, uh, Kevin Durant, Deem Time, Chet Holmgren. That is going to stretch the floor. I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Jared on Embiid. Mm-hmm. I'll put Braun on. Probably. I'll put Braun on on Chet. Okay. I'll put JT on on KD. Mm-hmm. Who you, who's your guards? You got da- Damian Lillard, Kevin Durant, and uh, am I missing a guard? Who's here? your front court? Yeah, I think I don't think you picked your. You pick a guard. Oh, you got, oh, Kawhi. No, got Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard. There we oh, go. My That's goodness. the one I'm missing. Okay. Yeah. So well, Dame yeah. Time and KD make up my guards. Quiet Leonard, Chet Holmgren, Joel Embiid make up my front court. Okay, that poses a challenge. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tall challenge. But, I mean, that's a challenge for you, too. You got to run with us. Yeah, Kevin Durant, uh, Damian scares the hell out of me on defense. You got Trey Young and Steph Curry running out there. Yeah, I mean, even even, put, even putting Kawhi on, like, a small guy like that, having him to, having him to run everywhere. Who are you going to put on? Who are you going to put on on my team? Because I'll probably have to put, I'll have to put Steph on. Well, Joel and beat on Jared, obviously. Right. That one makes sense. Who you going to put on Braun? That scares Kawhi. me. I, yeah. I got to throw Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Because it's not going to be Chet. It's not going to be KD. <laughs> um, right. Steph or uh, Curry, I can trade or Steph. I'm going to put Dame on Trey. Because Steph does a lot of off-ball stuff. Yeah, so you I, I feel nervous that? about Dame chasing Steph off-ball. I think he'll get lost. Yeah, so you gonna put on Steph? 
This is tough. Shit. <laughs> Man, I really... Okay, so, yeah, we got to put... I think we have to put Steph... We have to put KD on Steph. That's the only way to do it. Put KD on Steph? Yeah, get some height. Throw him off. Yeah, I am i don't... Man, we're going to be... If you guys are hitting your shots, I think we lose. <laughs> we're going to play a zone. We're going to play a 2-3 zone. We're going we're gonna to play a 2-3 zone. That's smart. Pack yeah. it in. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, it's going to be fun it, because it does feel like the NBA is getting its name called out more and more. Like, do you, are you guys really the best? Ba- is the U.S. the best basketball team out there? Like, it's a genuine question now. Look yeah. at the MVPs. Giannis, Giannis, Jokic, Jokic, Embiid, Embiid. Like, it's been foreign. Yeah, I'm trying to think. The, the biggest, as of now, because you look at 2011, what was that, Braun, 2012? Yeah, or no, 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 2011 was Dirk. Was it? Yeah, the, that Two, sounds like 11, when he beat. No, no, uh, no, 2011, I used to know, I used to damn near be able to memorize these. 2010 with Kobe, or 2009 with Kobe. Oh, no, 11 was D-Rose. 11 was D-Rose, 12 was Braun, 13 was Braun, 14 was KD. Yes, fifteen was was say, yeah. Fifteen was James Harden. Nope, not your first miss. Um, you've, been, you've been solid so far. Um, fifteen was uh, obviously uh, made a big splash Steph, in the tournament. Yep, Steph and then, sixteen, fifteen, sixteen Harden. Nope, sixteen, sixteen Steph. Yep, seventeen. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, triple double king. Uh, eighteen, Harden. Yes. Okay, that's the one I needed. Nineteen. Now we enter the foreign era. Okay, so nineteen. Then it's that was when Kawhi won the MV. That was when Kawhi won the ship. Right. That was when you hit that. The Raptors. Yeah. Yep. Um, that was Embiid. No, no, no. That was was it Embiid. Nope. Was it Giannis? Giannis. Ah. Giannis went back to back, right? Giannis back to back. Giannis back to back. So that's 19, 20, 21. Then we go Jokic, Jokic, Embiid. Yep, got robbed. Should have been Jokic yeah. three-peat. They yeah. don't ever give those three-peats out. Yeah. It should. And yeah, then now this year is going to be Embiid. The last three-peat was Larry Bird. Yeah. I, well, I mean, if you if you want to really talk about this, LeBron should have been a three peat. LeBron should have been a four peat. A four peat. I don't care. Yeah. Kobe, LeBron. Yeah. There's so many players yeah. that got that. The stupid narrative always yeah. kind of ruins it. Yeah. Um, I, I like Joel like, B too, but it's Jokic last year. He won the damn thing. Yeah. It was pretty clear he yeah. was the best player. Yeah. He was the best player in the league for sure. For sure. Does that ever surprise you? Like, have you met guys like Jokic that are so good but so nonchalant? He's an enigma personality wise. Yeah. Did you, he had a walk up buzzer beater, no emotion, just walked off, went home. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I think that puts in perspective of how we view sports and how we view things in America. Like, it's not, I think we put way too much value and we worship athletes and we worship. I'll challenge that. Go to a soccer Premier League game. Okay, that yeah. That looks like a church. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. But I think, how should I say? I think in the fashion we do it, it's unhealthy. Um, because there's so, we have so many different, I mean, actually, this is this ain't really an American thing. This is obviously a worldwide thing. I don't know where Jokic's from. Where's he from? Uh, he is Serbian. Serbian. So I don't know how they get down to Serbia. But I know in America, we put an unhealthy uh 
uh, expectations on on athletes and artists and actors and actresses the grossest part is when you get to those pressures at the high school college level yeah because the, the you know like you're saying that it's gross because it's like okay they're kids and you're 30 yeah. 40 yeah yeah it gets a little weird over yeah. time yeah i was watching um i was watching this uh documentary and it was saying how every person that you've seen reach star like stardom like maximum stardom so we're talking elvis we're talking mike jack we talking people where they can't leave their homes okay like, when have you ever seen anyone live a long life when they've reached maximum stardom? You can't really think of people where they where where they're almost in prison in their home because they can't leave or they'll be bombarded by the world. That's a deep question. I'm trying to think of some guys right now. Guys that were of absolute popularity stars that made it all the way through on just like a healthy timeline. Right. I'm going to have to think about that. We have to throw it to break, actually. That's a good question to go yeah. ahead and consider. This is what's brewing with Chancellor Brewington. I'm Harrison Arns on the ones and twos. We'll throw it to break and talk to you guys on the other side. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back in. This is the final segment of What's Brewing with Chance of Brewington. The host is always to my left. And again, if you guys want to join in, any last second comments, 402-464-5685 is the Sardar Heyman text line. As we're kind of going through here, uh, we went through the NBA roster for the Olympic pool. That's going to be coming up here. Um, but what are your odds when it comes to this in terms of NBA basketball, not said NBA, USA basketball consistently winning the gold medal? Are we moving past that era? I mean, based on the MVP list we just went through, I mean, <laughs> shoot. Uh, when was the last American one? Uh, James last Harden? Mar- yep, James Harden. 2019? Yep. Yeah. Like, and yeah, I mean. And Luca, I'm still waiting for him to grab one. Yeah, Luca going to grab one. I think, I think it will, in the, in the, in the next few years, I think JT is going to be in the conversation. Jason Tatum. I think, uh, I think. Shay might if Shay if Shay uh Shay Gill if he keep going the way he's going. I think if he was on another roster, he'd be talked about more already. Yeah. Like in that I think OKC okay, is gonna be a team here soon. I think they got a bunch of young guys. I think uh and still picks. They don't have to do anything. Yeah, they can sit with them or trade them. And yeah. I uh, let me look up the record, but they're playing really well right now. I know they're for sure if they it end today, they're a shoe in nowhere near the play-ins. Um yeah, but I mean you just look at where the league is heading. Um and then you you see the the stardom of of uh, Victor Wim how you say Victor Wimbenyama Wimbenyama yeah Wimbenyama Wimbenyama yeah so you see all what we got pulled up here OKC is actually number one in the West yeah, in the West where's Lakers thirty one and thirteen the Lakers they are just at the play in at number ten twenty two and twenty three hey we proved that we just need to get in the tournament that is facts yeah I'll keep saying it I think the Lakers were probably the best team second best team in the Western Conference last year. I know they got swept by the Nuggets, but every single game came off a crazy, what felt like a three-legged Jokic three-pointer. My goodness. Like, he just took over. That was frustrating. And Jamal Murray's a great talent. He plays the best in the playoffs out of all the guards. Consistently, he's been the best. He's nuts. He's nuts. It was was awesome to see him play the way he was playing. Um, But, yeah, we need... Lakers need to figure something out here soon. Yeah. It's been AD's kind of year. He's actually been playing a lot better than people have been credit for this season. But when it comes to the talent around him, I don't see it. Is LeBron James going to be a Laker in the near future? Man, that's a great question. 
That's a great question. I don't know, but wherever wherever he go, I'm going too. <laughs> You've had a lot of stops. Man. Yeah, I've had a lot of stops, man. I've been a Cavs fan, a Heat fan, a, a Laker fan. I think that's how it goes now with the with the rapid player movement. Yeah, you, you talk to fans in their 40s, 50s, they have a team. You talk to fans closer to our era, they have a player. It, it, yeah, yeah. Because you know the contracts got shorter. They got the one year deals more frequently. No one's really building. Through. That's a great point. I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. But you know, the, except for the OKC Thunder, an exception, they did build through the draft, and it got them to thirty-one and thirteen, and they still got options. They literally decide their entire future. They can trade players, get even more loaded draft picks, or keep on keeping on, which they have been doing, and it's leading right. them to the number one record in the Western Conference, just ahead of the Minnesota Timberwolves, way ahead the number 10 Los Angeles Lakers. Had to yeah. slide that one in there for you. Man. Sorry, the Bulls aren't <laughs> doing any better. That's going to wrap it up for What's Brewing with Chance uh, of Brewington. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks.